When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Into the home stretch now, so that means it's time for the panel. Proudly sponsored by Malray Electric, putting the spark into Canterbury Rugby. Look, a couple of quality guests, as always, joining me today. Both returning panellists as well, who know their stuff. They're resident rugby experts as well, so that's what we'll touch on a bit today. George Berry, Brian Ashby, thank you so much for, for joining with me. Brian, I'll start with you. Three Canterbury sides and three provincial rugby finals today. It's got to be great sides for the region. Can, can we scoop all three? Yes, uh, absolutely, and, and um, I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing uh, in terms of the, the, the I don't know, the, the joy and expression that, that we're seeing from um, Canterbury at the moment in, in a way that we haven't seen for a, for a few years. They really look like they're enjoying playing together. Um, so, yeah, look, look tremendous, and uh, it, it's not going to be easy for, um, for the Canterbury A men uh, against a Wellington side, which... I think, you know, it, it's hard to believe, isn't it? You've got guys like um, Julian Savia, um, TJ Perinari. You look at their, their extensive CVs, and it's hard to believe that they've never won a, a, an NPC before. You know, so it's probably the one and only opportunity, and, and they're playing with um, a lot of freedom as well and so on. So I think it's going to be a fairly close game, but I think there's just a little bit more going on with, uh, with, with Canterbury's tight forward pack. I like it. And George, is this the confirmation we were all after to prove that, yes, we are, in fact, the best rugby region in the country? Well, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? That certainly would be nice. I think South Canterbury will take a heck of a lot of beating uh, down there from Wanganui. I was down there last weekend, actually, in a game when they were 70-something 10 or 70-something 17, I think, against King Country, and they were just unstoppable. And actually, the week before, when they took down mid-Canterbury as well, they, they just really looked the goods. Mid-Canterbury have got a, a bit of a hard road going all the way to Ruatoria, which, uh, you know, they've had to charter flights in and out. It's, it's going to be a bit of a trek, but, yeah, that team's certainly coming right at the at the right end of the uh, season. They've got a guy like uh, Nasi Manu playing for them in the Heartland competition too. Lots of people will know him uh, for, um, you know, NPC. He was actually due to play for Canterbury this time last year, but ended up with an injury playing for Tonga. Uh, so Canterbury missed out on him. But, uh, and then the, yeah, the flip side of this, it's going to be pretty emotional. Uh, could well be Luke Romano's last game uh, in red and black and potentially his last game of rugby full stop. Uh, Bridgie, George Bridges heading away to Montpellier after this as well. And, and interesting, uh, Brian just talked about some, you know, TJ Perinara and Julian Savia will think about it from a Canterbury perspective. Willie Hines, uh, and then also you know, Owen Frank's back as well, which is uh, which is also interesting. The other one that's actually just flicked out for me in the last couple of days is Dominic Bird now playing for Wellington. Well, he was part mm-hmm. of the squad, the Canterbury squad that last won the last one, I think, in uh, 2017. Matt Todd was also playing for Canterbury then, has now come back as a coach. So, um, yeah, some, some real old heads amongst both squads this year. 
Yeah, plenty of experience around. It would be brilliant to see the Canterbury region sides go three from three today. But look, let's. there's another team that's heading off today. It is the All Blacks. What are heading off for their Northern Tour? What do you make of that squad? And and we've probably got to touch on the uh, All Blacks XV as well. Are there a couple of Cantabs that are perhaps a little bit hard done by, Brian? Well, look, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've been um, a card-carrying member of the Tom Christie fan club since he was an age grouper, and, and to me, He's always looked. Uh, he's always looked like an All Black. The fact that A he's missed the All Black squad, B's missed the All Blacks fifteen. I really struggle with that. Um, I, I don't like what I've seen from All Blacks loose forwards this year, with the exception of Artie Savier. I think philosophically, I don't think they've got it right. They're looking for bulk, and I, I, I get that. But I think yeah, Tom Christie's smaller in stature, but his work rate—you cannot argue it for mm. for several seasons now. It cannot be argued, uh, and and. Players that are there, not just in the open side position, but in other positions in that loose forward mix, their work rates just just aren't up to it. So I, I think that's I, I, that for me. I think it's hugely disappointing, and you know, must be wondering what the hell he has to do to um, to, to get that opportunity. I hope it comes. I think it probably will um, at, at some point. It should have come. Uh, it should have come this season. It should have come. On this tour, uh, there's been I know there's been a lot of talk about um, Fergus Burke and, and and he he's been a great watch in recent times and and I've always been a great believer you know with number tens it's all about rugby rhythm you need to be playing and he hasn't always had game time when he has had extended periods he hasn't always looked the most confident guy in the world but now with the extended runs that he's had this year uh, both in Super and 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 now in this current competition he's he's tremendous. There's a there's a big gap between Dmac Moonga and and uh, and Bowden Barrett and the Chasers. Um, is he unlucky? Probably a little bit late to the party. Longer term, I think he he will make his move definitely if he continues on the trajectory he's on at the moment. Yeah, well, we managed to get eight Canterbury forwards in that that second All Blacks team. I mean, uh, it's great to see. I think that Canterbury side and the Canterbury pack have been dominant. But yeah, how does Tom Christie not get a look in? There's no Canterbury players in the backs of that team either. Is, is, was that a bit of a surprise for you, George? Uh, yeah, I, I think there. Well, a little bit of oil for you. I hear that Gatlin might have been might be dropping out of that uh, fifteen, the All Black fifteen too. So there may become a position available uh, in that spot for for Ferg. But equally, I, I think in an All Black year or a World Cup year, they might take. Uh, Joshuani instead, and again, that will probably mean that uh, Ferg misses out. It's an interesting one, is it? Because the same in that halfback position, they've gone for two very experienced halfbacks mm. and aren't mm. really developing mm. any more talent in that space either. So, even that for you know someone like Mitchell Drummond this year completely misses out in that space too. And I, I actually think he's playing probably some of his best rugby uh, at the moment as well. Uh, are we there? Not quite sure. Yeah, Manasa Mataeli's been, you know, will obviously go away with Fiji. Bridgie's going away to uh, play in France, so there's probably not a winger in there. Shea Fihaki probably hasn't had the year that he would have wanted in the 15 jersey for Canterbury. He's playing solid rugby, but I, I, I'm not quite sure he's ahead of Ruben Love or some of those other guys. So they're close. There's no doubt about it, they're close, but uh, you're thinking that, you know, Dallas McLeod hasn't quite been able to, you know, he's got a, a log jammed super rugby. Uh, midfield in front of him, he hasn't quite cracked that. So oh, I'm probably not too surprised in the backs too much. But um, yeah, there's certainly you know Tom Christie's got a performance. The person that's probably kept Tom Christie out of that spot is Billy Harmon this year, who's just been absolutely yeah. on fire for the Canterbury 
and probably gives you the luxury of being able to play six, seven, and eight, whereas Tom really is an out and out seven. So maybe that's the only the only thing that's kept Tom out of there too. But um, yeah, obviously from a Canterbury perspective, you put your hat on, you're pretty proud to see some of those guys go, like Zach Gallagher and you know Dom Gardner is just a freak, an absolute freak. And then you've got guys like Cullen Grace to come back again as well and play in that All Black squad. So yeah, pretty uh, pretty deep as far as Canterbury is concerned at the moment, and, and long may that continue. Yeah, they're a pretty impressive bunch, that's for sure. Another bunch that's been super impressive for mine has actually been the Black Ferns. There, there were a few questions about how they were trucking and, and whether the Sevens players coming back in was going to be disruptive. But they've been good, not perfect so far, definitely not perfect, but good. What do we need to see, Brian, in this match against Scotland? Yeah, I, we need a bit more um, cohesion, I think, in, 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 the, uh, in the set pieces and, and, and uh, direction up front. I think that's that's... Ultimately, my, my gut feeling is, is that will ultimately be the undoing of this side. I think they've come a, a long, long way. Uh, I think it's a very well-selected team that we've got here. I was frustrated for you know a few years with uh, the shape of the Women's National Provincial Championship and the way the competition was playing out and then the players that were or weren't being selected for national honours and then, then we had the COVID-related issues. Um, suddenly... Uh, with a change in the selection panel, I think it is, it, it's a reflection of the form of, 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 the, uh, of the players playing at provincial level. It's also um, just the, the right... I think they've, they've worked harder. They've thought a little bit harder about the, the, the players that, they, um, that they're going for. And, you know, they're still clearly not settled. You look the, the changes from game to game to game. But, um, you know, there aren't too many players that are playing their way sort of out of um, the selection frame at the moment. So, uh, you know, going back to your original point, it, it, it comes down to, um, for me, just finding um, some, some momentum and dominance up front. And, I, I, you know, as I say, I do think that's probably the weak suit within uh, the, the group that there's, you can't... Your attacking intent and, and, and uh, execution at times uh, is, is quite scintillating. Yeah, it's, 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 it's might, this might be it might be the Blackburns' best type five, I reckon, this week though. To see them when they got monstered uh, last week by Wales, uh, didn't quite have the front row they wanted, and then Nang Wu coming back, I think, too. Uh, it's a bit of a shame to see Chelsea Bremner shifted to the bench, but you know, Nang Wu will offer something a bit different, I reckon, in that second row for for the Blackburns. So I, I would I totally agree with Brian. I, I would expect a bit of a bit of change within that type five this week though, with Pip Love and Amy Rullback as well though. Yeah, it's exciting to see. I am a little bit disappointed, however, that I think the organisers have missed a little bit of a trick. I think they have missed a trick only having it Auckland and Whangarei, but I would have loved to have the opportunity to go and to go and watch, and I'm sure a lot of people around the country feel the same. But that's about all we've got time for on the panel here today. George Berry, Brian Ashby, thank you so much for joining me once again. Uh, we could we could talk footy for hours and hours on end, I'm sure, and we could put the worlds to right and make a way to get Tom Christie into that side. But been brilliant to chat, been, been excellent to hear views. So thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Great guys. stuff. Go Canterbury.
<laughs> Love to hear it. Go Canterbury indeed. It is a massive day for Canterbury Rugby. Three finals playing out. One in Christchurch, Canterbury taking on Wellington. One in Pleasant Point, South Canterbury taking on Whanganui. And then Mid-Canterbury having to go all the way up north to take on East Coast. Could go three from three. Best of luck to all those sides. I hope that next week we're talking about three Canterbury wins. And ideally, the weather stays good in Australia as well for the Black Caps to get their T20 World Cup underway. Thanks for joining, everyone. It's been great to be back in the hot seat. We'll be back same time, same place next Saturday morning. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.